Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. And we continue with our Memorial Day special here on Our American Stories. Up next, the story of America's worst naval disaster. It took a movie about a shark terrorizing a small New England town in the summer of 1975 for millions of Americans to discover the story of the sinking of the USS Indianapolis. It was the night scene in Jaws in the cabin of the Orca as the intrepid shark hunters used some much-needed downtime to drink some booze and swap some fish stories. It's a scene anyone not living under a rock for the past half century has seen. And it's worth sharing before telling the rest of the story of that fateful day back in late July of 1945. In the cabin sharing those fish stories was the town cop played by Roy Scheider, the new age shark hunter played by Richard Dreyfus, and the old school sea captain named Quint played by Robert Shaw. The scene begins with some laughs. But when Quint tells the guys he'd been a crew member of the USS Indianapolis, everything turned somber. He proceeded to tell the boys one of the most brutal fish stories of all time. Here's Robert Shaw. 1,100 men went into the water. The vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, 13-footer. Very first light, Chief. Sharks come cruising. 
So we formed ourselves into tight groups. And the idea was, shark comes to the nearest man, that man, he start pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark would go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. I was a teenager when I saw that scene, and I was not unfamiliar with the costs of war. My mother's only brother volunteered to join the army in 1944. He never came home. He's buried in a gravesite in Saint Laurent, France. The next day, I went to my local library and started reading up. Remarkably, the scene was accurate in almost all aspects. It turns out the U.S. Indianapolis was no stranger to adversity. The ship, commissioned in 1930, was struck by a kamikaze attack during the Battle of Okinawa. The ship was sent back to California for an overhaul and was soon at sea again, this time on a top-secret mission transporting critical components of the atomic bomb to Tinian Island, 1,500 miles from Japan. The uranium on the ship was nearly half of the total U.S. supply. The crew was unaware of the nature of the cargo or its intended use, but the commanding officers knew something urgent was happening. They were under direct orders from President Truman that the ship was not to be diverted from its mission for any reason. What was on that ship? Well, a week later, the world would know the answer. The Enola Gay dropped an atomic bomb on a city that was until then pretty much unknown, Hiroshima. After completing its mission, the Indianapolis headed back to sea. Shortly after midnight on July 30th, halfway between Guam and Leyte Gulf, a Japanese sub blasted the unescorted Indianapolis, sparking an explosion that split the ship and caused it to sink in 12 minutes with 300 men trapped inside. The 900 crew members not trapped in the wreckage found themselves in the water. One of those men, a real-life Quint, was Corporal Edgar Harrell, a 20-year-old Marine. He and the surviving seamen were left out in the Pacific in the sweltering summer heat with nothing but a small capon life jacket to keep them afloat. Here is Harrell at Stanley Heights Baptist Church not long after he wrote his memoir, Out of the Depths, talking about that first day lost at sea. The next morning, the first day, we had company. When I say we had company, at any given time, you could see a big fin cutting around and around. There were about 80 of us, and you can imagine the fright from that. We had trouble staying together, so we said, uh, you know, hook your jacket on to the next person, just form a circle and try to keep everyone in. And when we'd go up on a swell, then you'd kind of drift together but it isn't long till someone begins to hallucinate. Maybe he's been injured and uh, he can see in his mind, he can see an oasis out there. I had one to swim up to me. Hey, Marine, see that island over there? I just came from there. Captain Parks, Lieutenant Stauffer's over there. They're having a picnic. I want you to come over there. Come and join them. I knew better, but n- nearly convincing and then I'd just see him swim away then to his imagination and hear a blood-curdling scream and see that kapok go under. And then momentarily, a kapok would bring the body back to the surface. 
but you dared not to go and check who your buddy is because you could see all kinds of fins coming to the blood and you steered clear completely. But sometime later, maybe you took the dog tag off of that, whomever that was, and uh, in checking him, you find out the bottom torso is gone or is disemboweled. Harold then told the story about the second day lost at sea and about his Marine buddy, Spooner. Spooner said to me, he said, Harold, we don't know word got off the ship. No one's looking for us. And uh, Spooner said, I can't take this anymore. He said, I'm, I'm going to commit suicide. Spooner, you're not. How are you going to do it? He said, I'm going to swim down so far I'll drown before I come back up. I said, Spooner, there's only two Marines in this group, and there's going to be two Marines when help comes, and help will come. By day three, only 17 of the original 80 men in Harold's group remained alive. Here is Harold about that third day. Things were looking grim. About one o'clock there that third day, we heard voices. Now, may I say from experience, there's times when you can hear something that's not there. There's times when you can see something out there that's not there, believe me. Third day at noon, 17 of us, and we are praying. Everyone that would pray audibly would pray. Some of us knew to whom we were praying. I remember this one sailor, God, if you're out there, I don't want to die. I've got a son back home I've never seen. We were desperate. The next day, day four, while on a routine patrol in his PV-1 Ventura, Lieutenant Chuck Wynn spotted Harold and his fellow seamen and Marines floating adrift in the Pacific and immediately dropped a life raft and radio transmitter. Soon, all air and surface rescue units were dispatched to the scene. Of the 1,196 crew members on board the Indianapolis, only 316 survived. News of the tragedy wasn't released until August 15th, VJ Day. Questions remain about why the rescue took so long. Some argued that no distress signal was sent. Others argued that it was fear that the messages were originated by the Japanese in an attempt to ambush rescue ships. Others still that communications lagged because of the top secret status of the ship's mission. The answer is still unclear. One thing is certain. The sinking of the Indianapolis was not just the worst naval disaster in American history. It was the worst mass shark attack in world history. And that's no fishtail. Farrell's autobiography can be found in IndieSurvivor.com. On the website is a piece of scripture from Psalms he thought was worth sharing and is worth ending this story with. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. Harold died on May 8, 2021, in Murray, Kentucky, at the age of 96. He was the last surviving Marine from the USS Indianapolis. Corporal Edgar Harrell's story, the crew members of the Indianapolis' story, and the story of so many seamen lost at sea and in battle. Here on Our American Stories.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.